Hi, this is Feed, Play, Love, the parenting podcast that you can fit in your pocket. Short, informative and interesting interviews about everything from toilet training to how emotion coaching works. I'm your host, Siobhan Hunt. The next interview is one of the diamonds from our archive. Enjoy. Having children can be a catalyst for many things. They can shift your focus on life, open up opportunities and also... Sometimes they open wider the little cracks in your relationships, both with your partner and possibly your own parents or your in-laws. That's where Ginny Lindsay steps in. Ginny is a psychotherapist at From Two to Three. It's a counselling service that helps new parents adjust to the many changes of family life. Today, we're talking about managing relationships with your in-laws if they're problematic. Hi, Ginny. How are you? Hi, good. How are you? Good. Of course, we should start out by mentioning there are plenty of in-laws who are wonderful and amazing and great supports. And even when they're challenging, they can be all those things too, can't they? Well, they can be because really, I think the big thing about in-laws is their intention is to support and to be there and to comfort and to be there, but often they're not in the background. They actually come into the foreground (laughs) and sometimes too much. Quite prominently. Because I remember um, when I had my, especially when the babies are young, because I remember when I had my daughter, there was one time when she was very small and I was at my parents' house and my mother-in-law was staying with my parents and I had my mother-in-law and my mother giving me Mm. advice. And I'm sure if I travelled back in time, it would all have been very gentle and subtle. Yeah. But at that point, when I had no idea what I was doing, that constant stream I found quite stressful. Yeah, very, very stressful because it's quite unnerving. And and I think when what I've found with a lot of clients is they start to self-doubt and lose their confidence and lose their their own self-esteem and self-belief really about what they feel that they're capable of doing and listening to their own intuition about what feels right. And then you've got one mother saying one thing on one side, another saying on another, and then you're stuck in the middle. And that's the word stuck. You actually sometimes don't quite know what you feel is right or wrong to do. And then that often comes into the relationship because if if it's your mother-in-law and a lot of research has shown that a lot of um, the issues are between the mother-in-law and the daughter-in-law coming in and interfering because we can often just stand up to our own mother but the difficulty is in being able to stand up to our mother-in-law and that's where a lot of resentment and a lot of um, discomfort sort of comes in because you don't know how to say it and you don't know how to deal with it. Well, how to deal with it, but also to hold your own boundaries. Yes. Because they're being challenged by their often very firm beliefs and expectations about what you feel, or they feel, sorry, they feel you should do. And you know, I, what I find really interesting about that um, relationship between a mother-in-law and their daughter is that I think having a son... Mm. made me empathise a lot more with my mother-in-law, who I, I have to say is not a difficult woman at yeah, all. Yeah. Um, she's adores her son, yeah. though, and yeah. I'm his partner, so yes. she probably adores him a little bit more than I do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I understand that now. I understand that where perhaps her care for her, her grandchildren came from in the sense that 
once you have a child and you understand how much you love them, mm. any child they are going to have, yeah. you're going to love them just as yes. much. So and then you've got that kind of sense that, oh, I've got to look after my son who's a new father and probably going through a lot of yeah. changes himself. Yeah. And I've got to look after their children yes. as well because they're mine in some way. Yes. is Are those some of the things that are going on in the grandparents' minds that might end up being challenging yeah. for a new parent? I think that the, uh, what comes out of a lot of these sort of things, and it can be cultural, cultural very much comes into in our culture of this is what we do. I've got a couple at the moment and and she's, um, she's Chinese and he is um, Australian and they're about to have a baby and we're actually already doing the in-laws work on preparing them because the in-laws are already very in on, you know, this is what you should be taking for the herbs before the baby's born and this is what our expectations are that when the baby's born that where it will sleep and and we're going to visit this many times a week and and it's relentless as far as what their actual care is for the newborn baby for the daughter because they're all it's all about caring for her well-being their heart is in such a great place but what happens is they don't leave any space for the nuclear of this new family to bond and create their own rules and expectations and values and so that's where their difficulties start to come in because these well-intentioned in-laws or grandparents some are quite often just really interfering, even though they don't mean to be. You're listening to Kindling Conversation, and we're speaking with Ginny Lindsay from Two to Three. It's a counselling service that helps new parents adjust to this amazing new journey they're on. Um, sorry to use the word journey, but it is a bit like that. It is isn't a journey. It? <laughs> it's a journey. It's a journey, really, from the. Um, I think the thing is that when we go into this, having this baby, it is a joint effort. And it needs to be a joint effort in building what the rules and values and expectations are and the beliefs of your new family unit and how you want to do it. What do you want your family to look like? What are your rules? What are your values that sit with you you as a couple? Not what your families are, but we have to always remember that who we are today is because of where we've come from. And so... Really what's going to happen is the wife is going to come in with her modelling from her mother and from her father about therefore how it should be done and how to be a mum and what her expectations are of her husband. Vice versa, he's going to come in as well as to what he feels his role is. But sometimes that's where the mismatch happens and that's where we get a lot of conflict that happens because they don't actually see eye to eye on what they feel is the right way of parenting, but also what they feel is allowed from the in-laws. And I think that's, you know, one might say, well, I think it's absolutely fine. My mum comes around every second day and does the washing or whatever because that's what he's used to. But for her, that's very imposing and she doesn't have any space to create that new nuclear unit. So what do you do? Because they, they are quite... Um, nuanced spaces like with a conflict because like you say a lot of it comes from a place of love but when you're sleep deprived and vulnerable you Mm. might not be as uh, 
willing to be compassionate. No, How do no, you no. approach this? Is it something that you say to your partner? I mean, how do you even talk to your partner about it? Mm. Because they can get quite defensive yeah. if it's about their family. Yeah, I think the key is all the way through from the moment you met to going through the marriage and now having a baby, every part of that, there's a change in your relationship dynamic. And every part of that requires communication. This is just another step of your journey. As we talk about it being a journey, and it is the journey of life, and it can be an exciting journey if you do it together. So if you've got issues with your in-laws at all, the best thing is to be able to talk to your partner about it. There may be sensitive issues that Um, they may get defensive about. So be prepared to go gently, be clear about what the issue is, about how you feel about it and what it means to you, that the, what's going on for you. So they get a clear message and therefore the impact that it's having on you. And then you can actually together negotiate what you feel is the right way to address it. If it's my mother that was having the issue, I must address it. And if it was my partner's, he must address it with his family. So it's not cross-referenced. So it must come from the actual son or daughter directly back to their family. Because really, at the end of the day, we are wanting to protect our unit. We're wanting to put clear boundaries, but we're also wanting our in-laws to feel welcome and love to come into the house. So it's creating that balance of protecting your own unit, but being able to put up the boundaries to protect um, and welcome the others to come into your house. So that issue of boundaries, Mm. are you able to give us a concrete example of perhaps maybe a couple that you've worked with who've had problems and then the kind of boundaries that work for them and how they put them in place? Yeah. So I've got an example of a young couple. They've now got, um, he's four months old, and they were from a very loving family, particularly from the mum. The mother was wanting to come around and do a lot of the cooking and the cleaning, and but she chose the times to come around, which was, as we know, witching hour. Oh, dear. So, <laughs> so, so not a great time, but again, her intention was there. And often the husband was then coming home from work and wanting to just spend some time with his wife and sort of walk in the door and the mother would be there. So he didn't have just the wife asking, how was your day? He had the mother-in-law on the case as well. So there was no space. There was no space for the the new mum to breathe, even though she didn't want to offend her mother. But there was also no space for the husband to actually be able to walk in the door and just have a bit of a breather and before he then got that adjustment period of coming home and and, um, coming into meeting his wife again. So what we did there was we really looked at what were the key issues and the key issues for them were um, the interference and the hour that it was being done and also the robbing of the new mother's actual ability to feel that she could do it herself So she sort of felt quite useless and worthless and she had come from a a good career of a career woman where she was actually a really 
strong, um, worthwhile person in her career and went to feeling quite worthless and useless in being a new mum because her mother was really taking over. So what we did there was we discussed how it made her feel and and what it meant to her, which was loss of self-confidence and self-esteem and self-belief that she could do it. And her partner and her jointly together discussed what they were going to come up with. And then the daughter actually took her mum out for a coffee to be polite and gentle, but to make sure she got the message across. And really it was in that discussion, she said, you know, mum, I know you mean really well, but this is what I'm feeling. This is what it means to me. How can we do this differently that I can include you, but in a different way? So she then creates now a conversation with her mum, which opens up the door rather than her mum feeling, oh, she's been rejecting me, she's angry with me, and she's pushing me away and I feel totally unappreciated. Because her mum would want to be appreciated. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean... Wow, that's a really great example of how to deal with it. I love the idea of going out to coffee. Ginny, there's a lot to think about there yeah. as well. So I might leave it there. Yes. And I also, I like to encourage people when they listen to this, if these sorts of interviews, sometimes they're really great to revisit. So mm. we have these online later in the afternoon if you'd like to um, go back and listen a bit more to what Ginny's been talking about. Ginny, thank you so thank much you. for your time. Yeah, no, my pleasure. Feed, Play, Love is a babyology podcast produced and presented by me, Siobhan Hunt. I'd love to hear from you, so if you'd like to get in touch, email me at feedplaylove at theparentbrand.com.au. See you next time.